0: Welcome back to the Raising Helmix podcast, a dog stand podcast.
1: We're a dog stand podcast now? Yes,
0: Joseph is dragging us into his wily ways.
1: He does love him a dog.
0: Every time he sees dogs, or really any animal at this point, he kind of just coos happily.
1: Sometimes it's like a real happy scream.
0: Yeah, he's very enthusiastic. Rory kind of made dog noises. Remember that?
1: hmm He used to get really happy, too, when he saw dogs. He's He still likes them, but he's a little more indifferent, and I think he's had enough, not adverse, but, like, slightly negative, like the dog was too excited and jumped and sort of scared him, that he knows to be cautious around dogs. Whereas Joseph just has this unmitigated enthusiasm.
0: I think it's great that one thing about parenting is for about a year, we just got to walk by dogs normally. <laughs> 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 and now it's like dog dog dog.
1: Yeah. So. Joseph is also starting to recognize dogs in books too. Um like he he'd get excited when he saw them in real life, but now he can sort of see even when it's a stylized cartoony looking dog that isn't maybe super recognizable to a baby who only is familiar with real dogs, but now he points to those on the page and gets really excited too.
0: Oh, I don't think I told you the Um, was it today? I think this morning Rory was turning pages on a book and Joseph was pointing to things in the book and Rory was telling him what the things were.
1: (laughs) That's really sweet.
0: So he's teaching him, teaching him for us.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, he does like looking and just pointing at the animal on each page. Like he really likes the books Snuggle Puppy by Sandra Boynton. We're a pretty big Sandra Boynton household, actually. Mm-hmm. And just every page, you turn it, and he's like, That's the dog. And it's a book about the same dog, and the dog is on every page. But still, it's at least Joseph's like, I found the dog. I found the dog again. There it is again.
0: I'm so excited. <laughs> so, Best book ever. Incredibly easy to entertain a baby. Uh, Rory's at preschool now.
1: Yeah, uh, we finished three weeks of preschool. He he's doing okay. Um, We're at a cooperative preschool, which means the parents of the students all take turns being the third teacher in the classroom. So we always have three adults and one of them is always one of the parents. And whoever's parent is there sometimes has a difficult day. And we used to, our working theory used to be that that was because um, it threw the children off their normal groove and it was like weird to be used to separating from the parent and then the parent is there all day and it's just not what they're used to and they, they would sometimes have a hard time. But Rory, who has never been at school without me, is kind of having a little bit of a rough time, Not really not that bad. But he doesn't have a ton of stamina for the, the morning yet, even if it's only three hours. And I think it's maybe weird for him to see me in a different role than I have at home. I'm a I'm a teacher, I'm professional, I'm caring for a lot of other children. I we have routines and phrases and things that we just don't use at home and it's it's just a little bit more disorienting to have me there instead of just starting basically from scratch to fig- figuring out what's going on. Mm-hmm. But we're having a a good time. We went to the birthday party of one of his classmates yesterday. He's making some good little buddies. It's a a good group of kids.
0: Yeah, they basically, he and the birthday boy, just chased each other around
2: for like an hour.
1: (laughs) Yeah, in this little party room in the lobby of a big condo building in Roslyn. And there weren't a ton of kids there, but there were lots of grown-ups. And I was thinking, every kid should have the chance to be at a party at... A house that's much more expensive than their parents can afford, and they just get to run wild through all the chairs and all the grown-ups. That's kind of a special feeling.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And nobody could stop them because, like, the whole birthday party was technically for the kid, so. Right. Yeah.
1: And he's having a fabulous time screaming and, like, running into the walls, so. Mm. you only turn three once.
0: Yep. Uh, We we recently started a new hobby. We painted some miniatures for D&D.
1: Yeah, it was really fun, um, but we also spent probably 12 hours collectively on it.
0: Yeah, combined labor. It just, time flew by when we were doing it. I wanted to do it, but I wasn't expecting to have fun because I was never really an arts and crafts kid. Mm-hmm. Um, my sisters were always way better at it, and I felt intimidated. But,
1: but you did really great.
0: Yeah, you, you definitely have much, much more talent, um, and yours look amazing, and mine look pretty good, and I'm happy with pretty good.
1: hmm so. Yeah. no they, they all look really good um it took some repainting like going through a few different color schemes some things i think i painted over like five or six times until i was finally happy with the colors um but i am really pleased with how they turned out
2: me
1: too uh we celebrated michaelmas today or as our friend put it hell michaelmas
2: yeah.
1: and so traditionally you eat roast chicken and carrots and blackberries and uh we had a we um, played Dungeons and Dragons with our new minis, and we slayed a dragon, which felt very appropriate for this liturgical feast day.
0: Yeah, it's probably the best we've ever done. <laughs> that's celebrating liturgical
1: it. living, folks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, we went apple picking.
1: Oh, yeah, we did. It was fun. And we've since made a lot of apple galettes, that Extreme have been casing. pretty good. Mm-hmm. I've gotten a little better at my pastry this year, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. There were a bunch of cows on this farm. In fact, it's a, this farm in Maryland called Rock Hill Orchard where they make and sell ice cream from the cows that live on their farm. And Joseph went bananas for the cows. He, I've never seen him so happy and excited to be just every single one. They have a ton of calves there. And he just would run up to them and like just grab their faces through the fence. And they love it. They love the attention. They're super friendly. And he just was so charmed by the whole thing it was really sweet
0: it was great we're definitely going to do that again this fall
1: yeah hopefully it'll cool off it was kind of a hot day which was good for the ice cream but you want that sort of crisp fall air mm-hmm. and we're running low on apples so
0: <laughs> yeah maybe more than just one more time honestly it was a lot of fun
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh cool so, we have a couple docket items.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, my first one is a Reddit post from, I think, a few weeks ago. Uh,
1: so excited.
0: It was on a parenting subreddit. Oh boy. I don't, I
1: don't know what this is. I'm learning just yeah. at the same time you guys are.
0: Uh, it, the title was I tried using a school fundraiser to teach my daughter about economics. Mm-hmm. It got out of hand, and I have a meeting with the school on Friday.
1: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so, her daughter's in eighth grade. Uh, is doing and the school is doing a fundraiser Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: it's facilitated by an outside company does the coordination right
1: okay so it's like when you can sign up to sell popcorn or something like that
0: yes exactly and there's an incentive so selling um earns them points which they can redeem for prizes uh
2: so
0: the parent the daughter was excited mostly because of the prizes right Mm -hmm. parent has concerns um said okay you can participate as long as we do the math like on how this fundraiser works right Mm -hmm. so the parent's a total nerd um so the
1: parent is questioning like is this really the best the school can do in terms of getting actual resources to the school probably this company is making a lot of money off of supposedly fundraising for education
2: the
0: school is uh forking over 48 percent. if she raised a hundred dollars the school would get 52 dollars and the company would get 44 dollars
1: Okay, so there's $4 missing from there. Right. So that's what the product oh,
2: costs? No,
0: right. Okay, so the $4 is the prize that she
2: gets based on the points that she'll earn. Oh my goodness. Right. Yay, yay, <sighs> Yeah. So
1: So your kid is going to pedal and like collect $100 from your neighbors and your coworkers, which realistically you are going to be the one. Yeah. Doing the footwork for that, and then she gets to take home a whole four dollars, right? And the school gets fifty.
0: So, so the, she, this person estimated based on how long it takes. Like, they found some data on how long mm-hmm. these door to door sales take. That the kid would be earning like a couple dollars an hour mm-hmm. for for the school. Yeah. Um, and then even less for herself.
1: Yeah, pennies on the dollar.
0: Yeah, and so the parent goes, like, "Look, you can do this if you want to. We did the math, and this mm-hmm. is up to you to decide if it's fair." And the kid goes, "Well." No, I don't think so. Like, I'm not going to be getting much money out of this and like the school isn't even going to be getting half of it.
1: Right. You could be like, so if you want $4, you yeah. could walk door to door for 100 hours or you could mow the lawn and watch your little brother today so I can go to the grocery store.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh. So, so the kid asks to print out the spreadsheet, mm-hmm. passes it around her class kind of.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh, I love this kid.
0: And then the school, like, figures out that mm-hmm. somebody's undermining the system. Uh-huh. Plus, the kid included links to the toys that were the prizes on mm-hmm. Amazon. And a bunch of the kids were like, well, I want this. And the parents were like, yeah, that seems reasonable. And just bought the toys for the nice. kids. <laughs> so now there's no incentive for the system, right? Right. Um, and also, like, all the parents and yeah. kids are mad. Because, they should
1: have had a better fundraiser.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So anyway, the school goes, okay, I need you to come in. <laughs> And like explain why you're doing this to us. We're just trying to run a fundraiser.
1: I feel like if you sent that out to the parents and are like, "Look, we were absolutely getting screwed by Kablam Big Fundraiser. <laughs> this is how much money the school was actually going to need. This is how much time it was going to take you and your kid. Like, there you go. Yeah. You have your money.
0: The School could, yeah, basically own up to it, right? Yeah, or just like use a different system. I I do not think that that is a fair amount of the profits for this.
1: Right, well, you could yeah. also escalate this to the district and be like, here is this issue. I don't know. They probably do not care. It could probably become a power trip at some point.
0: Yeah. This reminds me of the Girl Scout cookie people. mm mm-hmm. um, I do not think it is the Girl Scout cookies because I do not think that the company does that. But that's the same sort of thing mm-hmm. where, like... The company takes just all of the profits.
1: Back in the day, the Girl Scouts used to bake the cookies themselves and sell them, I assume which is that a totally valid way of raising money.
0: Yeah, right. They've done a bake
1: sale or two in my valuable time. Valuable
0: skills, right? That's the thing; is it's not that hard to run your own bake sale, right? Like that's what's mm-hmm. really throwing me off about this. But I will not, out of principle, buy Girl Scout cookies, especially because Aldi has like all of the knockoffs.
1: That's true. Like I. I would buy a box every now and then, especially because my dad really likes Thin Mints, so sometimes I would I would buy a box if I saw them. But Aldi has knockoffs that are pretty much exactly as good as the Girl Scout cookies, and they're available year-round, and they're cheaper.
0: Mm-hmm. Fortunately for me, my work has a very strict no-solicitation policy, mm. so you can get in trouble if you ask your coworkers to buy your kids
1: oh yeah girl scout cookies. you know what that reminds i think the last year i had a co-worker who was like look are selling girl scout cookies and then it's like i care about this person but it's also a very artificial burden that has been placed on them
0: i would i would just bring in cookies next week and say my kid is also selling cookies <laughs> they're just like <laughs> our own cookies and i will gladly trade you cookies for cookies and if you want money to also exchange hands mm-hmm. we can
1: so rory's preschool does a fundraiser Mm-hmm. Um it's the annual gala and auction. And all of, a lot of the parents will either like go ask local businesses to donate a basket worth of goodie like gift receipts and I don't know whatever. Um a lot of the parents will donate their own personal skills. Like there is a dad there who is a personal trainer and his uh per- time as a personal trainer was a extremely hot item the last time I went 2 years ago.
2: I don't think sense. I made it
1: last year. Um, and then each classroom also puts together a project. And particularly for the oldest class, we call them the green class, um, the kids who are moving on to kindergarten, a lot of the parents have become really close to the families of the school. And... Um, the time at our preschool because it's a really special place it's become so meaningful to them that they have forked over a lot of money to have the privilege of keeping whatever sort of collaborative piece of artwork that their kid worked on with 16 other kids so sometimes they try to make like two or three pieces so that more people can have something to bring home but it's it's usually between like two and five hundred dollars which i don't expect that we are going to drop but it's a fun event to be at Uh, We got the painting that we're looking at right now hanging above our dining table from that event like four years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, four years ago. Um, It hadn't sold at the end of the night. They were just like, you can have it. It's a large print of Van Gogh's. um, I forget what it's called, but it's the Cafe at Nighttime.
0: That that sounds like the name to me. It's probably just
1: Cafe at Nighttime. Nighttime Cafe. I like it a lot.
0: Cafe Terrace
1: at Night. Cafe Terrace at Night. Yeah, there's another one that's called um Night Cafe. Is it the same restaurant, do you think? Probably. They visit it in doc- oh, it's an interior.
2: Yeah.
1: And ours is an exterior. They visit it in Doctor Who. Yeah. Amy like holds up the picture and then they're standing at the actual cafe from the same angle. All right.
0: So we have another moving on. another docket item.
1: Another docket item.
0: Another of the very prized um carry rants about things.
1: Oh gosh. Topic. Is that what we're calling this segment?
2: Yep. All That's right. Well, I mean. I'm
1: going to try not to rant. I'm going to try to inform and uh mm. you know, present just some some thoughts for you. Some angles to consider with this story. But Japan Airlines had a story. I saw CNN break it. I don't know if they were the I don't know if other people picked it up. Um where they I guess piloting a new a a new feature piloting piloting where um when you sign up for tickets i now i actually do not know if this is when you purchase the ticket or when you like check in and select your seat because different airlines do it do that differently but there is now uh, for anybody who has a lap child there is a little baby icon marked on the seat that they have chosen So if you do not want to sit near a baby, you can see where all the babies are on the plane and you can avoid them. This has been fairly controversial on the Twitters. Did you have any first... um, Did you have any impressions to share with the audience before we move on?
0: Um, Yeah, so I, I remember that I saw that tweet and my first thought was, Gosh, I could sure use that feature for, um, I used a certain A word. <laughs> uh, and then literally three tweets later, I see Liz Brunig tweet quote-tweeting it using that exact same word.
1: Right. There were some really great uh, alternatives proposed yep. along similar veins, and we I will definitely get into those later. Um, but I first wanted to point out that this is pretty ineffective, that if your goal is to not be annoyed by children on a flight, uh. If your concern is that the baby near you will cry, you're gonna hear the baby crying most places in the cabin. Um, the other concern, and this was also, this was actually I noticed uh, brought up by Chrissy Teigen in a response to the original CNN article, um, but I'd thought of it first before I saw that for the record, is that uh, children two and under, which are the ones marked by this little icon, are generally, like, they can be um, pretty upset on flights, but they're also more likely to sleep. And that there are plenty of behaviors that are far more intolerable that, like, a 3 to 14-year-old can do. They can be listening to an iPad without headphones. They can be kicking your seat. They can be throwing tantrums. Like, if you want to avoid disruptions to your peaceful travel knowing where the lap infants are is not gonna help
0: yeah that's actually a weird that's, that's i hadn't thought of that because when you think oh babies on a plane you think of you know like a newborn crying uncontrollably mm-hmm. but the actually annoying kids are mm-hmm. the older ones
1: right yeah. and um the the newborns and th- to two-year-olds, like, if they're crying, if they're crying because they're uncomfortable, yeah. you know, and it, it feels really unfair to label them and sort of set them apart as this, this undesirable class, which I will get into in a second. When there's plenty of people who, are, who know better, who are old enough, who can be just as disruptive on your flight.
0: Right. Well, that's, that's the other thing I thought is... If you're going to say, oh, well, there's going to be somebody under two sitting here, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why not just list everybody's ages? Right?
1: Well, yeah, that's the, that's the thought is like, well, okay, so three-year-olds can be terrible, but three-year-olds are ticketed normally. Right. You wouldn't know. So should you just mark the age, uh, maybe the weight? Right. <laughs> the race, <laughs> sexual orientation, like. <sighs>
0: the people, who have, the people who, have, who have disrupted my peaceful travel the most honestly, have been old people asking me how to get their technology to work. Mm-hmm. That has happened several times. One guy was pissed to no end that he could not watch the last season of Breaking Bad because the Wi-Fi wouldn't let him use Netflix.
1: Mm. And I had
0: to explain to him like how bandwidth worked.
1: Right. There was a, there was a new story that I, I read recently where this woman um, was sitting in first class and um, there was a black man who ended up being seated next to her and she had brought her emotional support dog with her and he's like look i am severely allergic to dogs and i will be extremely sick and uncomfortable if i have to sit next to this dog for the entire flight and the solution that the flight crew came up with was that he was going to have to move to the back of the airplane And I think he made such a stink about it that they, I can't, I can't remember now. They might've ended up kicking him off because he was like, you can't send me to the back of the airplane. I mean, it's bad optics for one, but it's like, he was not the one causing the problem. The, the woman having the dog is. So if you, if you get on the plane and, um, you're like, oh, I picked a baby free seat and now there's a baby next to me are they going to be kicking the parent to the back of the
2: plane?
0: Right. Well, that's so that's what it comes down to really is that the people who don't want to sit next to the kids are what they're really saying is I have a right to be in public without having to observe children.
1: Right, right. and that's just not true. You it's sort of tricky. People lose their minds when you make this argument. But children aren't a different class of person that you can ban from somewhere because they happen to be more likely to be disruptive or noisy i mean the way that children learn to not be disruptive or noisy is to be in public and see how people behave and to practice using the right kind of behavior and they are human and part of society just like you plenty of people are disruptive who aren't children (laughs) you can't just ban people for not acting uh acting in a way that treats you as the center of the universe and your experience as more important than their own. Mm -hmm. My coworker was recently out to lunch somewhere, and uh, they were sitting on this patio. And when they arrived, this woman was sitting at a table having this super loud Skype conversation. That She was just talking super loud and dominating the whole patio and was really noisy and obnoxious. And then later this family came with kids, And my coworker admitted that the parents were not managing their kids well. The kids were just having full on tantrums and the parents weren't doing anything about it, which is a whole other topic. But then this other woman flipped out and was screaming at the family for being disruptive. And my coworker was like, lady, you were just talking super obnoxiously. This kid is having a slightly hard time for like a couple minutes. You had a whole 15 minute Skype conversation that we all had to listen to you yelling it really comes down to um, people thinking that they are the center of the universe. And if kids are good at anything, they're good at disabusing you of that notion entirely.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and you, you're absolutely right that the people who generally want to be accommodated so they, they can avoid kids also want accommodations that would make sense if they, you know, had kids.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I guess that's the one thing is a lot of families did... Um, say I was reading through as many of the comments as I could find on this article, and a lot of parents were like, "You know what? I really don't want to be disruptive to other people on this flight. Like, if I could select for the the part of the plane where all the other kids are, so I know that my kids aren't bothering anybody, I would kind of prefer that. It would make the flight better." Some people were saying, "Oh, I would love this because then I could sit near the baby and be helpful to the parents." A lot of people suggested to like wall off all the families in a separate sound cabin. A cry
0: room for the plane. A cry
1: room for the airplane. Anyway, on to the funny disgusting part of this story. There were a bunch of other categories suggested. We're like, hey, if we're going to mark who the babies are, let's, uh, let's also mark who maybe the belligerent drunk people on the airplane are. I don't want to sit next to them. Seems reasonable to me. Uh, maybe have an option to mark if you're gonna be a talker, even if I have my headphones in and like clearly don't want to talk to you. <laughs>
0: that is that is a legitimately good idea.
1: I know, right? Yeah. Um uh a lot of people asked if there could be a, a marker for where the dogs are gonna be because they want to sit next to the dogs. Yeah. Or probably or avoid dogs. Avoid if
0: they have serious allergies. There was the <laughs> if you're the kind of person who takes their shoes off.
1: Okay, so I haven't even gotten to feet crimes yet. <laughs> but there there was uh it, it became a whole category here of people being like these are all of the feet crimes that i would rather sit between two babies that screamed for six hours than sit next to any of the following are you ready of course. people with inappropriate shoes i'm right. not sure what that meant i have no idea maybe I th- maybe like wearing flip-flops if your feet are nasty okay that probably would yeah. it people who remove their shoes and their socks on the airplane uh people who pop their feet blisters oh this was a crazy story somebody linked to it this woman had a uh (laughs) skip the next few seconds if you're squeamish she had a big blood blister on her foot that i think popped due to the pressurization of the plane and it spurted blood across the aisle and like got on the window and other passengers and like their stuff and they had to be met they had to like make an emergency landing and be met by the fire department to like contain this sort of like i don't know if hazardous waste is the right term but they were like this that, that yeah is this is, is a this is a situation so would would um rather sit next to a baby than anything there uh nail polish Appliers. Can you imagine getting on the airplane and applying nail polish to your toes? Uh, someone, some people reported seeing their seat neighbors using their feet as styluses for the in-flight entertainment. (laughs) It's horrifying. It's so horrifying. And the final feet crime that, uh... Was reported on twitter dot com is taking off your shoes and sliding them forward onto the armrests of the people in the row in front of you. <laughs> All that to say, there are so many worse things than being a baby who does not like being on an airplane. And of course, the counter to this is that, like, oh, it doesn't mean they're undesirable. It just gives people more choice. But um, you only have to look at the replies to the article to see the people being like, oh, thank God, next step is to ban babies from flying entirely. To see that, like, give an inch and they'll take a mile. Like, to, to acknowledge that, oh, hey, some people find children unpleasant. Gives them all the room in the world to complain and and commiserate with each other. And to, I would say, sort of evangelize for the, we do not deserve to have to put up with other people's children mindset
0: yeah there was there was a post from a guy who one would not necessarily expect to be on the correct side of this issue like could have gone either way
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um this is a guy i actually knew from law school and he was very 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 anti any of this sort of um discrimination against babies Mm -hmm. and his His primary point was babies are people too. Mm
2: -hmm. Uh,
0: But his secondary point was that society does, and we've talked about this over and over again, but it's important. Society does such a terrible job of taking care of families.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, We don't have good pre-K. We don't have a great school system. We separate Mm -hmm. parents from grandparents, basically as an economic norm. Um,
1: Childcare costs like thirty percent, right, of your income, <laughs> and, and
0: child care necessarily falls on women. So if you exclude children from public, you're
1: you're basically saying women need to stay home so that nobody else has to deal with the children.
0: Yeah, and so so his point was when you say you're anti baby, you're actually saying you're anti anybody who makes the decision to become a parent, and also particularly anti women.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I I think that was. I mean, it is, it's a fight between people who think it's worth the time, energy, and money to raise children, and the people who do not think it is worth that from a societal standpoint.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Anyway, I think that's all (laughs) for this episode. We have a rather long clip of Rory reading a book on his own.
1: I think, yeah, he's... um... So he's not quite reading yet, although he does recognize some letters, particularly his own name.
0: Reciting a book.
1: Um, kind of reciting, kind of narrating what he thinks the book says, which is definitely an early literacy step, so.
0: So
2: enjoy. Please
1: enjoy. I forget what he talks about, so I'll be as surprised as you. So, it
2: was about an hour and, cheers!
1: Can you read from the beginning? He was born in California.
3: Yeah. <coughs> And, because he was born, to, he stuck on the tree, Then, when he was stuck on the flowers? He was stuck on the flowers? Yeah. Then what happened? He was the tree to get up to the systems. To the systems? Yeah! Who is he? He's. um, jumped down from that tree. He is named. he's named Angle. Angle? Angle. He's a friend. And he's your friend, and he's, um, daddy's friend. And. He's Tyson. Oh. He was he was a baby with his mom. It's a new with the tiny mom made me a big one. It has big mom. Oh. It has all like this. His My angle is really tall. Tall. Um. No angle. It's big boy, and he was climbing a (coughs) tree, and his mom let him climb all the way up there.
1: His mom let him climb all the way up. Uh, Yeah. Was it scary? Uh,
2: no. What happened next? He just fell
3: down on the tent with somebody um, shooting it all the way up there. And he fell down on it. Did you remember that?
1: He fell down? Oh, no.
3: He fell down on the tent.
1: On the tent. Did he get hurt?
3: Oh, no.
1: Then what did he do?
3: He dropped a ball on it again.
1: Oh, my goodness.
3: Some, somebody got his time on it. And how did it end? It was pretty good, but it was... He dropped the ball on the tent, and then he ran down to get it. The end? Yeah. Say the end. No. (laughs) There's other things, and then it says the end.